When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Terrio Media. Did you know that up to 50% of your lifetime income will be wiped out by taxes? What if you could stop this madness? Isn't it about time you play on a level playing field with the wealthiest 1%? Now you can. Tim Barry, attorney at law, shares here each and every week current tactics and strategies that anyone can implement to hack the tax code, protect your assets, and keep what's rightfully yours. It's time for Tax Hacker Tuesday. Welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. It is Tax Hacker Tuesday with my attorney and friend, Mr. Tim. No, we got we got somebody else today. We got Mr. Kent Savage. He's part of uh, Tim Barry's team over at Tax Hacker. So he's going to join us. And on Mondays here at Epic, we show you new and creative ways as well as time-honored ways of making money using real estate. And on Tuesdays, we show you how to keep it. And today, Kent Savage is here to join me to answer a question and show you how to keep it. All righty. So, Kent, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Matt. How are you doing? Oh, living the dream. It's, I know it's Tax Hacker Tuesday, but we're recording this on a Friday before, uh, before a three-day weekend. Kent, tell us a little about yourself. Let, let's start there. Sure. Um, I've been working with uh, Tim uh, for a little while now. I've been you know, focusing on taxes and asset protection. Uh, started in the corporate world and moved over to international uh, international asset protection and decided I wanted to spend more time doing things that were a little more applicable to the everyday person. So, got it. That's why I'm here. Super glad to have you. And uh, I asked you this yesterday, but I think we just need to have it on the record. Do you play any sports, Kent? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I I do play well, not well, but I do I do play sports. I'm a huge soccer fan, football fan, basketball, everything. I'm a love it all. And I asked that question because his last name Savage would just look amazing on the back of a jersey. It does yeah, look pretty good. I'd be very envious of that player or afraid of that player, one or the other. All right, so regardless of how I play, it looks good. So. <laughs> Good. All right. So I'm going to answer a question today. If you have a question for Tim or Kent or anybody here on the Tax Hacker team, you can go to taxhacker.com forward slash questions, taxhacker.com forward slash questions. I think we only had like five or six come in. So this is your opportunity to take advantage and get some free advice and post it there and we'll answer it here live on the show. So today's question comes from, I'm going to do my best, Drupad Joshi. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Uh, Forgive me if I did not. 
Uh, I and my wife are both physicians and getting W-2 salary income. Our income put us in 32% tax brackets. We have a primary home, which is mortgaged, and a rental home, which is paid off. What's the best tax strategy to reduce our tax liability or reduce our tax brackets without putting too much money into a 401k or IRA because we need liquid cash to pay off our student loans faster? We don't have an LLC or S-Corp for the one rental property we have since net income is only uh, $3,000 per year. Thanks. All right, Kent. Matt, this is a this is a good question, and it's a common one because um, people when they're starting out and they're you know you're doing investments, it's it's not necessarily that they're making a ton of money right away, especially if they're really busy with the normal W two job, and that's kind of what they want to be focusing on. Mm-hmm. So, um, but one of the things to remember, and I think Tim has said this a few times on the podcast. One of the things to remember is that we want to treat our investments like a business. Mm-hmm. And even if you only have an investment that's netting $3,000 a year, we want to be treating that as an investment. And what I mean by that is he said the, the questionnaire or the questioner said that they didn't have a, they didn't have an LLC or a corporation set up. One of the things that they could do is go ahead and set that that LLC up. And let me actually tell you a little a story, a real life story. Um, when I was just starting out, I had a W-2 job. I had a, a little side business and my side business was in an LLC, but it only made $600 that year. And so, you know, really small income. Mm-hmm. We didn't really change my taxes from an income perspective, except for the fact that I was able to take $20,000 in deductions because I had that LLC set up mm-hmm. now. So that's it. That's a huge thing. And if you have a, if you're in the 32% federal tax bracket, I mean, lowering your income by $20,000, that's a significant savings right there. Sure. So what, where did the, for the $600 business, if I can ask just where did that, those $20,000 in deductions come from? <laughs> That's a good question. There was, um, I've got more. <laughs> it, it was actually an educational deduction that I took. Um, I spent some money trying to get, uh, some education in, in working that business. Mm-hmm. It was a, a failed business attempt for what it was, but got it. I was still able to take that deduction. And so if you didn't have that in an LLC, you wouldn't have been able to take that deduction? Well, it's the nice thing about the LLC is that it makes it, it's the easiest way to do this because as you move forward, again, we want to, we want to treat this as a business. So there's a lot of deductions that you can take when you do have another LLC set up. Now I want to just, let me make a quick note here, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't just set up an LLC and in perpetuity be taking losses year after year after year. Mm-hmm. Idea of, the idea of investing and the idea of having a business is that we want to make some money. And the IRS knows that. So this is where actual tax planning comes in, right? So that, that first year when I had that business, I was able to take that loss. I had a little bit of income, but I was able to take that loss. And going forward, again, there's other strategies that you can use. Um, to continue to, to get good treatment, but it's just, and another one, for example, is one that Tim is, Tim has mentioned before on the podcast, and that's the section 179 of the tax code, 
um, the expense election where you can uh, you can write off equipment and personal property that you put into your business against your W-2 tax liabilities. Mm. And I know that he talked about that, but I think, I think that's when you guys were talking about um, creating the Airbnb empires out of uh, right. <laughs> mobile homes. So um, it's stuff like that, that you can plan to do year after year, but having the LLC in place allows us to actually plan for that year after year. Got it. Okay. So in an LLC uh, and you've got W2 income, LLC income, those losses can be applied to your W2 salary income, right? Yes. That's what we're talking about. Okay, good. And understand that. And then how many years can you take a, uh, a loss in your LLC before the government starts to look at you funny? My, that's a good question. My, um, my understanding that it's, it's usually about three. Mm -hmm. Um, they, I mean, there's nothing against the law and having a loss, right? It's just that the IRS, if you keep taking a loss and you never have any profit, then they, they, they like to think that what you're doing is a hobby right. instead of an actual investment, um, which doesn't necessarily mean that's true, but that's how they like to look at it. So it just raises a red flag if you start taking too many years of just straight losses. Got it. Yeah. We don't want flags with the IRS. No, we don't. Super. All righty. Um, yeah. Anything else here or is, or is that a complete answer? Oh, you know what? There's a couple other, you know, now that I think about it, there's one or two other little things that I'll say just specifically for this person's situation. Um, one thing that that physicians might want to consider, and this is very, um, this, this might be a little more uh, specific to physicians, but people can, but they can see if it would apply in their own job. Um, one of the things that you can do especially in smaller clinics. I've actually had clients that have done this before. You can actually go to the clinic that you're working at. And sometimes if you're at a bigger hospital, they're not as flexible, but you can actually go and see if the hospital will pay you as a 1099 instead of a W-2. Mm -hmm. And in that situation, you can actually set up your own LLC, have it taxed as a, a C corp or an S corp and start taking additional deductions and other things by setting it up that way. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to, a lot of times you can get a better tax treatment. Um, but that's, that's something that you actually need to talk to a, a good tax attorney or CPA about and run the numbers before, before sure. you actually go and do that. But that's another thing, just being creative and seeing if there's any flexibility in how you're actually being paid, things like that. Right. And I've actually heard that before. Um, for people working for, for really small businesses that just have a few, uh, few employees. And then, you know, and sometimes that's even a break to the, uh, to the employer as well. Right. Right. Because the employer doesn't actually, so when generally with the W2, the employer is paying half of your payroll taxes and you're paying the other half. Mm -hmm. So you can go to them and say, Hey, pay me as a 1099. And they're not paying any payroll taxes when they're actually paying you. Right. And right. there's other, again, there's, there's, there's even other things that they don't have to pay or take into account. But again, talk to a talk to a, a tax professional before you go ahead and tell your employer you want to switch how you're right. hired. But it's, right. it can be an effective way, especially in these people's situation where 
you know, there's a lot of other things that we could be writing off and doing if, you know, you know, mileage deductions and other things, if they were, if they weren't paid as W2 employees. Right. Right. That'd be good for Los Angeles. Every commute here is at least an hour. One <laughs> right. Way. right. It'd be nice to write that off. Okay. Super. Well, thanks Ken for sitting in for Tim this week. I think he's in the, he's abroad somewhere and I think on an extended vacation. So you might be back next week. I'm not sure, but, uh, you want to come back if he's not available? I would love to. This has been a lot of fun. Cool. All righty. So let's do that. Um, if you haven't done so already, you can go to taxhacker.com, download Tim's free book, How to Take Advantage of Five Loopholes and Trump's New Tax Plan the Mainstream Media Isn't Sharing With You. And after you've done that, you'll have the opportunity to schedule some time with Tim or Kent, and either he or one of his team members will get on the phone with you for a short five to 10-minute call to assess your situation. If there's a good fit there, They'll go ahead and they'll take the next step and schedule a tax action plan. And if there's not a good fit, they'll go ahead and they'll share some alternative resources to where a better fit for you might be able to be made. So either way, Tim and his team are committed that you are better off after that phone call than you were before. And that's just Tim's nature. All righty. So that's it for Kent, Tim, and myself. And we'll see see you uh, next week for another episode of Tax Hacker Tuesday on the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. That's it for today, as we dream of a tax system that works just for you. But until then, you have Tim Barry. See you next Tuesday for another episode of Tax Hacker Tuesday.
been listening to Epic Real Estate Investing, the world's foremost authority on separating the facts from the BS in real estate investing education. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to visit iTunes and share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.